I mean, is it meant to be in the same way that Austin Powers says that's not my <laughs> bag, baby? Welcome to Dunstan Checks, man. This is the podcast where we um, analyze the 1996 ape film Dunstan Checks In, minute by minute, and we pair each of those minutes with a feature film. I'm Emily Monkeytown. I'm Lord Andrew. Why don't you tell us what we watched today? Well, we watched minute 30. Yep. And the old I- trompe. Yeah, and I chose to pair this minute with Hot Fuzz, yeah. the Edgar Wright film. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about that later. Okay. But let's now start. Now, you were, you were harping on me, saying you couldn't figure out why I chose one hour photo. Yeah. I, For the love of God, I could not figure out why Hot Fuzz goes with this oh, minute. Oh, okay. I'll tell you, I can't remember, uh, when I was making my choices, I had, I had, I was, you know, doing lists. I was like... As the minute was going by, I was like, oh, this this makes me think of this, this makes me think of that. Yeah. This was one that I had a lot of trouble with. But yeah. when I said when I got to Hot Fuzz, I went, yes. Okay. Like that, it really Is clicked. it just because there are cops in this you'll, minute? Look, you'll just have to wait. I'm not a cop. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the phone rings. Mm-hmm. This interrupts Mr. Grant's uh, admonishment of Kyle and Brian. Specifically of Kyle. Are you going to answer the phone, Andrew? Bring. <laughs> Click. Hello. Hi. Is who, this who? Who's this? Who? Well, I mean, you called me. So who are who are you? I. Is, <laughs> I'm no. looking for. I'm looking for someone. You know what I mean? No. no. I'm look. Is this? Who is? This? I don't. Look, I just picked up. There's this. I don't know why this phone is in. I'm in is my this, friend's. My friend's room. My friend this, Emily. I don't know if you're if you're familiar with her. Is this? Is this? Is this Big John's? Weed Emporium. Um, I thought this was the Weed Emporium. Look, I look. Hey, first you have to answer this question honestly. Are you? Are you? Well, I want to know if you're a cop. Are you a cop? Are you a cop though? Look, I can't tell you if I'm a cop until you tell me if you're a cop. I'm not a cop. I'm buying weed. I'm not a cop. I'm selling weed. Oh, you are. <laughs> this is this is Big John's Weed Emporium. Yeah. I'm like, can you hold on? I'm gonna just. I'm <laughs> taking this call real quick. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. This, I, yeah. What? Do you, yeah. What are you looking for? <laughs> I um, I'm uh, weed. <laughs> Obviously. You want that dank stuff? <laughs> yeah. I, can you give me some of that dank stuff, and then um, some some of that real chiba, and then yeah. also, can I get? Can I, I need a gram of that sticky icky as oh, well. All right, got 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 that. <laughs> okay, now how does this work? How do I give you the money? I've never ordered weed by phone before. <laughs> Uh, uh, we take credit cards. Okay, that's great. No you personal want, checks. No personal. That's fair. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so you need my credit card number? Yes. It's got to be four, uh-huh. eight, uh-huh. eight. Yep. Eight. Got it. One, uh-huh. three. Yep. Two. Uh huh. <laughs> six. Got it. Five, <laughs> seven, okay. zero, uh-huh. three. Uh huh. You ready for the last four? Okay. It's got to be. Eight. Okay. Nine. Yep. The, you need to write an 11 in one space. It's an 11, but it's in one space okay. on the card. Okay, yeah, I've seen this before. <laughs> the next number is um, Bill. Okay, good. <laughs> got it, got it. Do you need the expiration date? Yes, I definitely need the expiration It's got to be, it's March of 20... 34. Good. And uh, what's what's the time on the expiration date? The time on the expiration date is... 12 uh-huh 72 p.m good very good <laughs> okay 
What's the security uh, code on the map? Oh, it's got to be 666. Have that custom made, baby. Sweet. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll get that to you. And the weed will just show up in my house? Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Definitely. Thanks, okay. Big John. Uh-huh. Click. <laughs> Bye. All right, we can get back to the podcast now. Are you done? What's yeah. up? Okay, cool. I just, uh, yeah, I hope you don't mind. I, sometimes I'm going to have to answer that phone that that's, I put in your room. Hey, that's cool. I mean, it was ringing. I was hoping you would answer yeah. it. You was, was kind of interrupting the podcast when it was just ringing. <laughs> so Mr. Grant says no. This is a repeated no. Yeah. Because he was saying, Kyle, no. Like, can we talk about the room? Yeah, the room changes. I want to apologize to you. Okay. I would like to make an apology okay. to my friend Andrew. Uh-huh. Because I feel like I have been dismissive in the past mm-hmm. when you questioned uh, how this is a weird room. Yeah. This minute, yeah. it destroys everything I thought I knew about this room. Yeah. So as you pointed out before, that you thought this was in some sort of workspace. Yeah. And I wasn't fully on board with you here. But mm. now that I see those exit doors and mm. I see the brick wall that looms behind them. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's also like the the doors aesthetically look very much like kitchen doors where they have big oval circles. Yes. And yet they have doorknobs, which is not a combination you normally see and is super fucking weird to me. Yeah. And also, also if this is a living space, those giant windows in the doors are not weird. Not great. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, then the other thing is we've got the hanging lights outside, but then they're also behind, like there's a point where the first shot of Mr. Grant in this minute. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's an industrial area behind him, despite the fact that that would be the opposite wall, which would mean there's like work areas on both sides of this room, which really calls into question what I thought I knew. Yeah. This space makes no sense to me. Yep. I'm glad you're there finally. Yeah, I've 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 got on your level. Because also this 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 um, I just saw that doorknob and it really threw me for a loop. Right. Because also that the this argument, this phone that he's answering is in the kitchen, which we'd seen before. Yeah. And we sort of understood. But now seeing it here, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't understand. Uh, so he answers the phone. Uh, and before he picks up the phone, he says, I'll get back to you on that punishment thing. Yeah. Re- that's a really funny way to say it. That sure. punishment thing. Yeah. Uh, and then he picks it up, and I believe this is meant to be. Boy, I had his name for a full minute, and then I lost it again. Murray. Murray. Murray, the, who works in security, yes. who has been working with Brian, as we at the end of last minute, yeah. the the voyeuristic. They've been colluding on. Uh, yeah. On on being creeps. So clearly, Mr. Grant hasn't done anything about Murray. Yeah. He's still working. Yeah. He says, "Mr. Grant, sorry to disturb you, but there's been a robbery." Now, you know, sorry to disturb you. So this this implies that he's on off hours. Sure. Even though Mr. Grant lives on the premises, he's yeah. not expected to be on call 24-7, even though he is. Yeah. So that's a little odd. But then the way that I he responds. I think it's just courtesy to apologize when you're calling someone off hours. I guess. But then he says, just very casually and calmly, I'll be right there. Yeah. He does not seem to react as if it's a big deal. It, there's been a robbery. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's like somehow a fake robbery, it's still like some shit's going down at your hotel the when you're trying reacts, to get a six the way star. He reacts, yeah, it's as if robberies are a fairly common thing in the hotel business. Oh, yeah, that's how he's responding to he's, this. He's responding like, oh, uh, oh, okay, oh, again. robbery, oh, yeah. but, oh, a robbery or Tuesday, as I call it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bizarre. Um, hey, never mind. So then, Brian. Is like, hey, what what about his punishment? Yeah, because Brian has been punished. Yeah, Kyle has not been admonished. Yes. fully. So then, Mr. Grant says, "Think of something you like. You got yeah. it." Kyle, Kyle says, says yeah. "Yeah." He says, "Know that." 
That's a good joke. <laughs> it's a pretty you good know what? joke. I, there should be some sort of alarm we can sound when there's an actual <laughs> good joke on Dunstan Checks the Oh, you got. Oh, you have a, a little sound. Dev- oh, here it is. So what? This is the noise that you will hear when a good joke happens in the film Dunstan Checks in. Yeah, that's good. That's a good joke. I like that. Uh, so now we cut to outside. Yeah. We are outside of the Majestic Hotel. A taxi pulls up. Yes. In the distance, we can see Mr. Grant speaking to some police officers. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Do you believe that is Jason Alexander, or do you believe that is a stand-in? I think that's Jason Alexander. We don't get a good look at his face. We, we so much so that I actually didn't notice he was there until the last watch of oh, this minute. Oh, it took me five watches before I even noticed him there. Yeah. But it is, it's 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 a weird thing where they're, so movies, you know, a normal movie will will pull it off where you have two things going on at the same time and they pass each other. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. This movie fails. At that. It really fails because it really it's fails. so easy to miss. Yeah. I believe that is Jason Alexander outside. Okay. As Mr. Grant talking to the officers. Uh, the, a taxi pulls up and Lord Rutledge gets out. Before we talk about Lord Rutledge, I want to talk about Mr. Grant and the cops. Okay. Now, you might say that this is just for convenience sake to have them outside. Yeah. But I might say that they have already solved that the intruder came in through the window. Sure. Because why else would they be outside pointing at the window? Well, yeah, they're definitely pointing up. Uh, I believe the window was still open when Dunstan left. Yeah. So that that might be... Might have been an indication. Yeah. So and also, might... why wouldn't they go still straight up to the room, though? Yeah, that's a little... They can see the window better from the room as well, guys. I, I also think that this is... I mean, if this is all continuous, Mr. Grant is meeting them outside. Yeah. They're talking. He's saying, oh, I can see there's the window. My security guy told me. Let's yeah. go in. I think this we're catching them right as they're spending a lot of time in. outside. I feel like, yeah, for the convenience of the movie, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, so then, Lord Rutledge. Well, wait, first, okay. So Lord Rutledge comes out of the car. Yeah. I want you to say what you said when Lord Rutledge showed up, and then I want I want to say what I thought when Lord Rutledge showed up. I said, "Is it weird that I missed Lord Rutledge?" The same time you were saying that, yeah. I was thinking, "Fuck, I hate Rutledge. <laughs> I hate that he's back. I wish he was still gone." Honestly, it's I can take him in a small dose and to to liven up a performance by children and you know Jason I, Alexander. Every I don't like him at all. <laughs> I every moment that Lord Rutledge, Rutledge is on screen, I'm not happy about it. I um I don't know. He something about a, a British accent charms me. Playburn. Why did I write that down? Uh, I'll tell you why. Okay. So, oh, I remember why. He walks up. It's a different doorman. So we had had a continuous doorman since the beginning of this Doorman film. with a very snazzy cloak, might I say. And he's also vaguely British, I'd say. I would agree. Uh, so he says, oh, Lord Rutledge, uh, how was the play? And he, he, he replies, delightful. Haven't slept that well in months. Yeah. And at this point, I'd like to talk about Hot Fuzz. Uh, oh! <laughs> Yeah. I just remembered the connection. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have a, a British man who's talking badly about a play sure. that he went to. Also, there are police in the minute. I still feel like that is at, as tenuous, if not more tenuous, than my one-hour photo There's connection. also police in the minute. They're not doing anything particularly hot fuzzy. And it's it's involving, there's a crime and a play. I feel like, I feel I mean, like I'm right there. Fine. Because there was also something about the energy of Mr. Grant answering the phone and then going to talk to the police. I definitely wanted a police-involved movie. Okay. And then when it got to the play part, I went, that's hot fuzz. That's that's where that is. Eh. So Now, it's safe to say that we had both seen hot fuzz before this. We saw it together? 
once. Not for the first time. Not for the first time. We did see that. We saw the three co- uh, tra- three colors Cornetto trilogy together. Yes. Three flavors to Cornetto. Yes. <laughs> Who that's, has flavors? That's where I'm you, a human. And I understand that. That's where you became a thief for the first time. That's true. I stole a drumstick. Yeah. A or, Cornetto drumstick. Or a Cornetto. Yeah. From uh, from the AMC. Yeah. Uh, in my defense. Stealing's cool. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, this has been my sting operation all the time. I got you to admit it on oh, the podcast. Fuck. <laughs> now, let me walk you through what happened. And when I say no, you, I, I mean the you listener. You mean the audience, yeah. I, we were at the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy marathon at AMC. They were showing Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. Because The, the World's New, End was yeah. coming. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to enjoy a Cornetto. Or a drumstick. They they Cornetto is just what they call drumsticks in in England. Yeah, um, which is an ice cream. Yes. In case someone doesn't even know what that is. Fair. Yeah. And I know that they sell those at at AMC theaters. So I walked up and I was trying to figure out the system here, and I took the Cornettos out of the case, and then uh, someone someone at AMC told me that this was the way to do it was to grab the ice cream and then go to the back of the line and then wait in line and pay for it. And I'm 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 standing in line with the drumstick, being like, "Why why am I gonna wait in line? Uh-huh. The movie's gonna start." Yeah. That was actually my first thought: was how do I get out of this line quickly so that I can get back to the movie? Not how do I steal some food? Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, well, I could just walk back to the theater, <laughs> yeah. and so I did, and that's how it happened. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. I, myself, I had packed a sandwich for myself, and it was yeah. a very good sandwich. Yeah. It was on a, it was on, I will never forget the sandwich, because it was on bread that i gotten from a uh, farmer's market. Sure. That had a, it was garlic bread. Wow. Like a loaf, a full loaf of garlic yeah. bread. Um, and it had like garlic in the bread. I'm going to sneeze. Hey, <coughs> you know who made some real good garlic bread last night? It's got to be your girl, Emily. That's right. I took the sneeze as an opportunity to brag. Garlic, what kind, where'd you get it? I made it. You made it? Yeah. How do you make garlic bread? You know how to make garlic bread. Do you just get bread. garlic and put it in the bread? Here's what you do. Now, I somehow, I can't believe this happened to me because for a long time I was at a surplus, but I somehow ran out of fresh garlic, so unfortunately I didn't make really good garlic bread. But what I like to do is I like to heat up some butter and garlic in a pan, melt, get it all melty, get that garlic nice and tender, and then I take the bread, I soak the bread in that, that butter garlic. Now, that sounds, that's the secret I've never known. Yeah, I give it a good, good soak. Um, you, I like to do this ideally with uh, freshly sliced garlic. I did not have that today, so I used garlic powder, or last night, rather. Um, then you put some Parmesan cheese on top of that, mm. freshly grated if you got it. That's, uh, yeah. Um, and then you put that in the oven at 425 degrees for like five minutes. Wow. It's really good. I'm, I think I'm going to try this. It's a very simple recipe, and it's very good. It's delicious <laughs> garlic bread. Um. So yeah, that was that was one of my one of my all time all timers on a sandwich. I think about that garlic bread a lot. Interesting. I think about going trying to go back to that farmer's market and seeing if that that bread seller is there. <laughs> you know what kind of bread I've been thinking about lately? Hmm. Well, we're having bread chat. Sure. Milk bread. Oh, okay. <laughs> you ever fuck with a milk bread? I've had it like once in my life and I can't remember where, but it's as soon like, as you said it, like I remember. It's like high class white bread essentially. Yes. Oh, yes. And I've never had it, but I'm very curious to try it. Yeah, it's got a very good taste. Yeah. Yeah. Um, potato bread. Classic, no. underrated, I, I think. Uh, I think it's fine. I don't have anything mm. against potato bread. I I, I, th- I think it's in the correct place. Mm. Sourdough, of course, the king of breads. Yeah. Um, are we done with bread chat? Yeah. So <laughs> hot fuzz. 
<laughs> Hot Fuzz was a movie that I had forgotten that you picked. Yeah. And then I just started watching it anyway because Casey, my lovely girlfriend, had never seen it. Yeah. And so I was like, we should watch Hot Fuzz. And then like 10 minutes in, I was like, oh shit, this is for the podcast. Hot Fuzz, uh, continuing our trend of somehow picking films featuring Timothy Dalton. Yes, Timothy Dalton back in the mix. Very excited about that. I When when you had brought that up when, I, when it was in the list the last time. There's been like 10 planes that have flown over during this recording session, and Good. I just want to apologize to the Great. listener if those Love have all it. picked up. Love a plane. Uh, I mean, I do live next to an Air Force base. So yeah, but our other recording, our other recording location is somehow closer. Is closer to, to the, the Air, Air Force, Force Base, and we never get an airplane there. To the same Air Force Base that these ones are flying into. Yeah. Um, for those keeping track, Timothy Dalton was in Beautician and the Beast. Beautician and the Beast. Yes. And then and Looney then Tunes back in, action, back in action. And now Hot Fuzz. All f- no, Hot Fuzz was your pick. I was gonna say all three of my picks. Oh, that would have been but interesting. Beautician and the Beast and uh, Looney Tunes were, but not Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I love this movie. Have we seen any other Bonds in any of our picks? Because that seems wild that Timothy Dalton has been in three. I don't recall <laughs> ever talking about a Pierce Brosnan situation. I don't or recall ever talking Connery. about Sean Connery or Roger Moore, a Daniel Craig. I think the most likely one to next appear would be Pierce Brosnan. I would agree. 100%. Yeah. It would be, honestly, Daniel Craig would be the least likely to appear. I Well, he is in a Star Wars, so... Okay, I guess <laughs> he could show up in in that form. Yeah, because uh, I think it's it's even uh, somehow m- more likely that one of us would pick on Her Majesty's Secret Service <laughs> before any the Daniel only Craig George movie. George movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's in like you know others. Well, he's been in a few other movies, but you know mostly why he's not acting. It's not because he's some kind of loser who didn't find success. It's because he found success in real estate. Oh, okay, good for him. Yeah, Australian real estate or just couldn't tell you. Okay, because I know isn't he Australian? Yes. Yeah. He's from New South Wales. Wow. Uh, A beetle said that. (laughs) Bye-bye. Okay, then. Uh, I love Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is a great movie. I like. I think of it as a rejuvenator. Like, it'll just really... It'll it'll give you a boost. Yeah. It it puts a pep in my step. Yeah. It's a fun movie. Yeah. And uh, I... I feel like any time we do it, I agree that it's a fun movie, but I do feel like any time we discuss a fun cop movie, we should point out that cops are not fun. They are bad in real life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Any movie where the, any movie where the cops are good guys is an act of science fiction. An act of science fiction. <laughs> really? You committed an act of science fiction. Well, and I mean, I even think a big part of the plot of Hot Fuzz is that the police chief is in on the in on the big crimes yeah. that are going on. Yeah. So it is. I mean, if if anything, Hot Fuzz is somehow more true <laughs> than any other cop film that we're involved in. I suppose, and I guess both police chiefs really, when you think about it, because the problem is that. Uh, yeah. uh, Nicholas Angel is too effective at fighting crime. Yeah. So uh, that's why they got to move him out to. Mm. Oh, right. Uh, Summer, Stafford. Summer, Stafford. <laughs> Thank you. Right? Staffordshire uh, or Staffordshire? Stafford? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's Staffordshire. Um, I do enjoy Stanford. that. Stanford. We both suck. It's not Stanford. It's Sanford. Sanford. We both suck. We both do suck. I think I'm thinking because uh, there were. I was trying to remember what the other one I was. I think it's Sanford in Gloucestershire. Oh, yeah. Because I remember thinking that because Simon Pegg is from Gloucestershire. Okay. Uh, I do enjoy that that first scene just for comedy reasons where it's yeah. he's talking to who's what's the first level? The lieutenant or something. And they're all like cameos. Yeah. Because it starts with who's first is uh, what's is Alan Partridge um, first? No, no, no. He's second. So Martin Freeman's first. It's Martin Freeman. And, and then, then it's, it's Alan Partridge, who, whose real name I can't remember for some reason. Oh, Stephen something. Stephen 
Crombin. Yeah, that's hi. I'm Stephen Bill Schnee, and I play Alan. Steve Partridge. Coogan. Steve Coogan. Yeah, yeah. Right, there we go. And then Bill Nye. And then Bill Nye. The yeah. <laughs> I just I like that a lot because yeah. he's he's like, well, then I'm gonna go all the way to the top, and they're yeah. like, you want you really want me to call? Yeah. You really want me to you call really want him? Me to do that. <laughs> you want me to call him all the way down here? Yeah. And then they open the door, and he's right there. Yeah. Like that's really funny. That's fun. Yeah, uh, so then he gets moved this out This whole sequence is chock full of cameos because it's also right here when he's Peter detailing Jackson. His, rec- his, his record. Peter Jackson has a cameo as the Santa Claus who stabs him in the yeah. hand. And then um, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, yeah. Is the, the ex-girlfriend that he's leaving behind. Front loaded with cameos. Yeah, wild. And then one of the, the Two other... Two of them secret cameos because Peter Jackson hidden behind a, a Father Christmas beard, as they say in the film. Yeah. And uh, Kate Blanchett hidden behind a mask. Well, and then even even two of the other uh, crime scene investigators that are hidden behind masks, one of them... I can't remember who the one oh, is. Oh, I didn't know. Those were also famous. People. But they're... they're well, not, not famous to most people, but famous to us, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? The guy who did he wasn't he one of the writers on Tintin? Is it Joe someone? Oh, Joe Cornish. Yes, Joe Cornish. Oh, he's I the, think I he's, did know that at one point. He's actually. the one that Kate Blanchett familiar. is now dating. Yeah, oh. it's, yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's him. a very funny moment, <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah, that's it is chock full of cameos, yeah. and it's a lot of fun. And then when you get to the town, it's even still like a lot of good sure. actors working there, especially like throughout the history of the Edgar Wright Simon Pegg averse. Yeah, because there's like a lot of spaced actors in there too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I um. I, I like how this movie unfolds. Yeah. I like, um, oh, and then even the, the Andes. Yeah. They're so funny. Can I tell you a mistake that I made? Oh, what? Uh, I showed my lovely girlfriend Casey this film, uh-huh. and I forgot two things at once. Two okay. things that came together. I forgot that Casey doesn't like gore in movies. Oh, and sure. And I forgot that Hot Fuzz is gory as fuck. Well, the weird thing is I, it, it reaches a point where it hits max gore, and yeah. then it kind of like levels off. Yeah. And the max score is when the journalist is killed. Yes. I've forgotten how graphic That's, that was. It's extremely graphic. So graphic. Yeah. Then the next... After the first kill, I remember, and I was like, oh, I'm going to warn you about the next one. Yeah. Because then, then the uh, the one with the hedge trimmers is also pretty graphic. Pretty yeah. graphic. Real. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. The aftermath of, of Martin Blower is, is brutal, but you don't you don't see the ass yes. so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, I mean, Martin Blower, that's the... Um, that is the connection here. That is my, yeah, my biggest connection. Yeah. So he, put, he puts on a performance of uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. And uh, the the Juliet is Lucy Punch. Yes. Uh, who in What the a fi- great name. Right. Uh, within the film, there there's a bit where, um, uh, where what's his name? Nick? Simon Pig's character? Simon no. Pig's character, Nicholas Angel. Yeah. He says, or, oh. if you're Tim Messenger of the Sanford Citizen. <laughs> yeah. Nicholas Angle. <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh, you know, you and your wife were so good. And they, they laugh, you know, like, yeah. oh, we're not married. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's where he has the line of like, oh, we sat through three hours of that. And the most believable thing was the kiss. Yes. Yeah. Which then that's that's the line that gets repeated, repeated by Danny Butterman. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear the story that he he said he would be in the film only if he could choose his character's name? <laughs> Nick Frost, he says, he says, I'll only be in this film if I can pick my character's name. That makes sense. And then that, the funny thing is that because his last name is Butterman, then Frank's his last father. last name has to also be Butterman. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Butterman, what a name. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he, he repeats that. I kind of like that that friendship. Yeah. That's good. That's and then nice. I, I also like the behind the scenes story that they were going to include a, a romantic lead, a female, you know, romantic lead. Yeah. 
And when they decided to remove that character, they just gave a lot of her lines to uh, Danny Butterman. They should have taken it a step further. Yeah. And had them kiss at the end. Yeah. Had, yeah. They should have had a romantic connection. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. <laughs> cool. I like that it's a good friendship, but I yeah. wouldn't have minded if it was if, if it was got gay. sexual. Yeah. <laughs> Although I guess like them being coworkers, maybe maybe that muddies the waters a little. <laughs> but also like that's what movies do all the fucking time. True. Like movies don't give a shit about that. <laughs> yeah. Because in real life, I that, guess it's also like they're wild. not just coworkers. Like Simon Pegg is Nicholas Frost's <clears throat> boss. I. Yes, he's a sergeant. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, they promote him out of out of district or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's to he's to put it in Brooklyn Nine Nine terms, mm. he's not Holt, but he is Terry. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I understand that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what else to say because this is just a really good movie. It's a good movie. And I could talk about it for like an hour. <laughs> if you have, if y'all haven't watched it out there, it's a fun time. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like and and I also feel like. Did you see the film in theaters? Uh, not when it originally when it came, came out. out. I mean, yeah. I I ended. I borrowed a DVD from a friend. That's how I saw it originally. Had you seen Shaun of the Dead? I I honestly can't remember. Interesting. But because the interesting thing is, for me, I I feel like more people talk up Shaun of the Dead as like this is the be all and end all. I don't think that's the case anymore. No, I think that was the case for like maybe the first couple of years after Hot Fuzz came out. But I think people have really come around on Hot Fuzz. Yeah, because for me, I, as soon as I saw Hot Fuzz, I went, oh my. God, yeah. this is to me so much better than Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, they're both. I still think Shaun of the Dead is really funny. Yeah, but it's just like, I I was I was really blown away the first time I saw Hot Fuzz. Yeah, uh, and then, and repeat viewings, it holds up and it and it deepens. It's you catch movie. all the little fun things. Good movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I think even to the point where it's not so much that you know, I don't know how to word this, but. As I was watching the movie, of course, I remember had seen it before, but there were scenes yeah. where I went, oh, I think I remember how this goes, but I don't really remember. Yeah. And watching it again, it's just the way it unfolds is is worth it. Yeah. It's like it's not boring or it's not too clever for itself. Yeah. It just, it's just right. It's, it's right there in that yeah. sweet spot. Good, good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah that's all I have to know. All right. Back to Dunson. <clears throat> yeah. Back to the bad movie. <clears throat> so... Yeah. Show daddy what you got. Well, okay. I do want to talk for a moment about the play. Okay. So this is within the fiction of this film, uh, Lord Rutledge going to the play that is his cover for yeah. not being a suspect in the theft of of uh, Mrs. Delacroce's items. Yes. And d- was Mrs. Delacroce also at the play? Do you recall if that was part of it? I don't Or know. was she going to an opera? Because I remember opera being mentioned. I couldn't tell you. But then the doorman asked specifically, how was the play? I mean, they, it would make sense that they're both at the same play because they do get home at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, that, I think that's most of where I'm getting it from. Um. Yeah. If only this movie had, like, explained that better. <laughs> if only this movie made more sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so that's that's part of his, his whole you cover. You know what else I hate about... Uh, Lord Rutledge. What, that he's pulling off white pants with a dark jacket? Yeah, I was literally about to say that. I was about to say that he dresses like a fucking dickhead. <laughs> Look. It's not just that they're white pants with a be- with a dark jacket. Yeah. They're bad pants. Like they're, yeah. they're too high-waisted in a way that doesn't flatter him. They're a little more baggy than they should be on him. Like He dresses like a fucking dickhead, and I hate it. I Do you, do you think any part of that is part of an act? Anytime you're getting outdressed by Jason Alexander in a movie, <laughs> you need to stop and consider your life. But I think that's part of the con. How? What do you mean? 
He dra- that's part of the con. What's part of the con? The the way he dresses. What is he trying to convey by dressing his, like his that? His weird manner. Like it's all part of the con of being a kind of memorable rich guy. It's like putting a banner on your face because that's the only thing people will point out when they talk about you is the yeah, bandaid. Yeah. Yeah. I just lost, watched the episode of Lost where Sawyer does oh, that. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Is that the same episode where he makes the cum joke? Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it is. You were tweeting about that. I, I was. was. Sawyer made a I'd, cum joke on an episode of Lost, and it's very upsetting. I had forgotten that. Um. So, yeah, so he goes back. Now Lord Rutledge is sitting sitting at a table with Dunstan. They have they have <laughs> I, they've do a, lo- I do like this. They've they've adjourned they've not adjourned. They've they've what do you say when you start convened? a meeting? They've convened a meeting. Yes. <laughs> Lord Rutledge says, "Please, the <laughs> yeah. table." They both are sitting at, you know, at chairs at a table. And then he says the very business-like sentence, "Show daddy what you got." <laughs> Now, this is not the first time he's referred to himself as daddy. No, and I didn't like it last time, and I don't like it we, this time. We don't like it at all. <laughs> it's no good. Uh, so Dunstan reaches into the fanny pack, yeah. where he keeps all the valuables. Yes. And he pulls out the stick of gum. What, what was the brand? Beeman's. Beeman's. Yes. And, and of course, I think, you know, the joke here is that he goes into a room, he sees something shiny, he grabs it, even if it's not valuable. Because it's a foil. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you think Dunstan knows he's doing a joke on Lord Rutledge right now? No. He's giving him the least valuable item? I or does he just so. think this is a shiny thing, you want this? I think I think the second I think he just thinks this is a shiny thing, you want mm-hmm. this. Because the way that Lord Rutledge reacts is like this is not the first time this has happened, obviously. Yeah. And that he has told him off for this before. He says, I am I, not I amused. I think maybe part of it is that Dunstan it's maybe Dunstan's favorite thing. Yeah. So it's shiny plus Dunstan likes it. So to Dunstan, that's like, this is valuable. Yeah. Like, this is top yeah. thing. Number yeah. one thing. Yeah. Yeah. He says, uh, Lord Ehrlich says, I am not amused. And then he slams both hands flat on the table, making yeah. it a loud slam. Yeah. And that's the end of the minute. And nothing stresses out an animal like a loud noise. Well, nothing stresses out an audience like an animal in danger. Yeah. You know, I sometimes I can't look. Maybe I'm getting old. No, I mean, that's fair. Like, this movie definitely did not treat this orangutan as well as they should have. But sometimes I can't enjoy a movie when part of the plot is that a child or an animal is in danger for a long period of time. Well, let me tell you. Huh. There's a reason why, as much as I think both are good movies, I only ever rewatch John Wick 2. Yeah. Because the dog doesn't die in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, this this occurred to me recently when I was watching the film Cold Pursuit, a terrible film that no one should ever watch. Cold Pursuit. Cold Pursuit. It's starring Liam Neeson. Oh, that one. That one, yes. I was mixing it up with Frozen Ground. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't blame you because it's. I, I think you watched that and you told me that was bad. Frozen Ground is also bad. Do you remember what Frozen Ground is? Yes, it's about the butcher murderer in Alaska. But do you know who the two leads are? But he was apparently a good butcher. It was Nick Cage and John Cusack. Yeah. What a wild cast. Yeah, but they like barely have any scenes together. Correct. Vanessa Hudgens is also in there. Correct. Yeah, okay. So uh, in Cold Pursuit, there's a part where a child gets kidnapped, and it's, and then- It's too stressful. Well, okay, the kidnapping is like, it's supposed to be goofy. This movie is supposed to be a comedy, and it's just not fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, Wait, Cold Pursuit is supposed to be a comedy? Yes. And No. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not what the trailer looks like. Uh, Yeah, I know. So Laura Wait, Dern's. What? Are you fucking serious? No, I'm so serious right now. And the funny thing is, so Laura Dern's in the movie. The trailer fully sold it as like a thriller. Oh, I know. Yeah, Laura Dern. I'm shocked. Laura Dern. You mean Space Dern? Space Dern leaves the as movie. Inside jokes. Uh, Laura Dern has said that since she appeared in uh, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, her friend David Lynch has taken to calling her Space Dern. Yeah. 
But she just leaves the movie. Like, it's not even... She was like, fuck this, I'm out. I, I believe on set she was just like, get me the fuck out of here. you know who we should, whose movies we should start picking for these pairings? Who? Laura Dern. Let's get yeah. some Dern up in the mix. Let's get some Dern up in here. Has Dern and Dalton can been together some, in a can film? Can we get some Dern in the room? <laughs> um, yeah, Timothy Dalton played a T-Rex in Jurassic Park 2. Perfect. So, but in Cold Pursuit, not only is this child kidnapped... There's at one point where actually be, if you needed someone to like voice a T-Rex for an animated thing, Timothy Dalton would actually be a very good choice. I'm shocked. Has he not done it before? He must have. He, maybe uh, he, maybe must, he was a voice in Dinosaur, my least favorite at, Disney film. He has to have at least played some kind of animal with sharp teeth. I almost that you almost triggered something in my brain and then <laughs> it was like it just turned off. Yeah. Um, we so, didn't mention it, but Timothy Dalton is really good in Hot Fuzz. Yes. <laughs> uh Anyway, the the part where this child is kidnapped, then it leads to he has to hide in a place where there's going to be a shootout. Mm. And I'm just like, this fucking kid's going to die and it's not going to be funny. And the movie's going to think it's funny because that's that everything that happens in Cold Pursuit is like not funny. But the movie thinks is it it's like funny. trying to be like a in Bruges type thing. If it is, it's, it's like failing so fucking hard. <laughs> like it's. Really, really bad and not funny. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, you know what's a movie where a child's in peril? Huh. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Yeah. And then that child puts some other children in peril later. Yeah. The cycle continues. <laughs> that's really, that's really messed up. Kill people as a child, you kill childs as a people. <laughs> I wish we could just end the show there. I wish, I wish our show worked such that that could just be the end of the show. That's the, my instinct. There was to say, "Welcome to Dustin Jackson." <laughs> yeah. That was like a pre-show starter. That was good stuff. Okay, what else happens in this fucking minute? That's it. That's the end of the minute. Okay, plus you can find me on Nothing New, a remake podcast, where I talk about remakes with Justin Keyson. Every month we talk about remakes. slash nothing new Our most recent episode was about Dumbo. We also had David and Kayla on from Animusings, another great Benview podcast that you should check out. Uh, another show I do is called It's On My List. It's on mylistpod.com. Uh, go check that out for every month. We talk about films that are uh, on people's lists, films that people think are important or should be important, whatever, whatever. Our most recent episode was on Breaking Away. If you listen to our last episode, Emily had a really great story about Dennis Quaid's calves. Hot thighs. Thighs. Uh, that's not revealing what body part we talked about in the in the episode, but go his, ahead. And, it was his dick. <laughs> go ahead and listen to our, that episode of uh, It's On My List. It's good stuff. Because your kiss, your kiss <laughs> is on my lips. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew. Do you want to say what you picked for Minute 31 before you do your plugs? No. Okay. Because I didn't pick anything for Minute 31. Oh, that's right. It's because a guest. Because will pick. That's right. We should announce that as well right now. Yes. That's a big surprise to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for some reason. You tried to set me up for something knowing that I wouldn't have anything. Yeah. Uh, so... What we're going to do for the next 10 minutes yes. from 31 to 40, yes. every episode will have a guest. Guest of Palooza. That's what we're calling it. Yeah, the guest of Palooza. Yeah. And these guests have chosen the minute that they want. Yes. And they've chosen the film to pair with the minute. Yes. It's out of our hands. Yeah. We have no more choice. No. For 10 minutes. For 10 minutes. And then uh, we will wrestle control back from these guests. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, for minute 31... Our guest has chosen Punisher Warzone. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> so what's your plugs? Plugs are good. You got to plug stuff in. Uh, you can go to very cool Emily dot. No. <laughs> <laughs> I 
wish. Very cool, Emily. Dot no. <laughs> I do have my real name. Dot cool. I do have that. I do own oh, that that's domain. Good. Um, at Twitter and Instagram, uh, and Twitch. No, not at Twitter and Instagram. What does that mean? I'm very. I'm at very cool Emily on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. You can follow me in all those places. Um. I stream three times a week on Twitch. Schedule will be changing up soon, but hey, get in while getting's good. I want to go to sleep now. You could, you know, you could find us on Patreon, patreoncom Dunstan. Yeah. You'll get, you'll get some, some bonus, bonus episodes, some bonus tent. Uh, you could, you could find us on Twitter at Majestic Hotel and Y. Yeah. You can find us on inter, in Instagram. On Instagram. <laughs> Dunstan checks. Come on, Instagram. You see, you see them pictures on Instagram. Yeah, I love Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can email us dunstancheksmin at gmail.com. Yeah. And you should rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Here's what we want to see. Yeah. Five star. Yeah. And then in the text of the review, yeah. I want you to list as many different breeds of apple as you can. Oh, I think you've done this one before. <laughs> There's no way in hell I've done this one before. I think before. you've done this one There's before. There's no way. This sounds very familiar. It just sounds like a very Emily thing. Can we, We'll each give them one to start. Are you, uh, do you have one? We'll count on three, and then if we say the same thing, we have to high five. Okay. <laughs> three, <laughs> two, one. Granny Smith. Okay, well... well <laughs> that was <laughs> yeah, no, uh, oh well. No high fives no high today. Five. <laughs> uh, so you can use that as a starter in case yeah. you're in case you're blanking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, until next week, we're checking out. Bye, bitch. Hello, this is Brendan Creasy, and I'm the host of Radio Brendo Man, a podcast on the Benvy Network. I'll be interviewing a new guest each episode on the show. We'll be talking about creating things, all things geek culture, movies, TV, and all kinds of other stuff. If that sounds cool, check out Radio Brendo Man at radiobrendo.com, benvynetwork.com, or in your podcast app. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.